0: Welcome to TW Now, where we look at today's news and events in light of the Bible. I'm Scott Winnale. Independence Day evokes ideas and feelings of freedom, liberty, peace, and happiness, and many nations celebrate their own Independence Day. As we celebrate Independence Day in the United States today, we thought this topic would be very appropriate for our discussion. When we look at the nations around the globe today, we see incredible advances in technology and understanding of ideas and concepts. We see wondrous accomplishments that were unimaginable even a few decades ago. Yet now, well into the 21st century, is anyone truly free anymore? Even in democracies that have been seen as bastions of freedom in decades and centuries past, where is freedom today? headlines are beginning to carry more warnings about the erosion of western freedom like this one in mclean's magazine entitled the slow death of american freedom and last year freedom house publishers released their freedom in the world 2018 report in it they observed democracy is facing its most serious crisis in decades says michael j abramowitz (coughs) president of freedom house democracy and its basic tenets, including, include, including guarantees of free and fair elections, the rights of minorities, freedom of the press, and the rule of law are under siege around the world. Why do we see an erosion of freedoms today, something both liberals and conservatives agree with? Today, we're going to discuss the topic of freedom. What it has meant for Western democracies in the past and what it means for the future. And to aid us in this discussion, we have two returning guests to TW Now. Our first guest is Dr. Douglas Winnale. Welcome, Dr. Winnale. It's good to have you back on the program. Thank you. Dr. Winnale is a Tomorrow's World writer and minister, he's also a former university level theology faculty member. He's traveled the globe and spent time in many nations with varying degrees of freedom and democracy, and he brings that perspective to our program today. I'd like to also welcome back Mr. Adam West. Welcome, sir. Good to be here, thank you. Mr. West is a minister and a Bible teacher. He too has traveled around the globe and recently lived in the United Kingdom, a nation that many consider to be the cradle of modern democracy. Mr. West joins us via Skype from New York today. Well, gentlemen, it's great to have you both on the program today. Uh, We'll begin our discussion momentarily. For those of you who are watching, and again, thank you for being with us on TW. Now, If you do have questions as we carry out our discussion today, please feel free to message us. We'll do our best to get back with you, but it may be a couple of weeks before we're able to do so. Because of the Independence Day holiday today, we are pre-recording this program. We do encourage you, though, please subscribe to our YouTube channel and like and share today's program. All right, gentlemen, and Mr. West, we'll go ahead and begin with you. Let's define freedom quickly. What is freedom in in your eyes? A working definition in the eyes of society around us. What does freedom mean?
1: Uh, Freedom is defined uh, just initially as, uh, from Merriam-Webster online, as uh, the quality or state of being free, Uh, the absence of necessity, coercion. or constraint in choice or action. Uh, It can also be defined as uh, liberation from slavery uh, or restraint uh, uh, from the power of another. Uh, It can certainly uh, have uh, the implication of being considered uh, uh, having a a sovereign rule over oneself as in uh, the case of a nation, uh, having that freedom. Freedom might also be considered uh, the degree to which one can think or act or speak as they desire, what might be considered absolute freedom.
0: Okay. Dr. Winnell, what would you have to add to that?
2: Well, not a lot. That was a pretty uh, <laughs> definitive definition. I think one of the things we have to be careful, and I think uh, <clears throat> Mr. West pointed in that direction, that uh, you know, unlimited freedom that tends to impinge on other people uh, becomes a problem. Uh, we all want to have freedom of choice. We want to have freedom to think what we want to think, freedom to say things. But that has to be within certain limits. Otherwise, we become very offensive to other people.
0: So as if you have absolute freedom, your absolute freedoms are pretty soon going to be able to erode my freedoms
2: right right
0: (coughs) years ago uh, my family and i had the opportunity to live in laramie wyoming a little town in the rocky mountain west and on independence day july 4th the whole town you actually were there for one of those independence days we saw fireworks (coughs) but the the town has a big uh, party in the park and they call it freedom has a birthday it's a celebration of freedom and the freedoms that have come because of america's independence when we look at the united states but frankly when we look around the globe too we see many nations that celebrate their independence mr west as you think about it what are some of the characteristics of independence or freedom that nations celebrate why why are we celebrating freedoms and what freedoms are we celebrating
1: well take uh the United Kingdom, for example. Uh, I think under the rule of law, uh, you know, that you know, there's arbitrary exercise of power uh, should be under uh, governing laws. And that rule of law uh, brought about freedom. Uh, and that's mm-hmm. something I think that is, is lauded in the UK. Uh, and we certainly see that uh, through the British Commonwealth. It, it was spread to many other nations, uh, interesting that that uh, since then a number of those Commonwealth nations have uh, decided that they wanted sovereignty and and they have now uh, come uh, uh, out from British rule. But uh, the stamp of that idea of freedom under the rule of law uh, still remains, and so uh, so many different freedoms uh, also enjoyed. Um, there in the UK, um, you know, the um, Human Rights Act of 1998, it set out the fundamental rights and freedoms that everyone in the UK is entitled to, uh, the right to life, uh, freedom from torture and inhuman or degrading treatment, um, right to liberty, which, uh, and security. So even within that structure, uh, setting forth that you have the right to freedom. Okay. It was
2: interesting having Mr. West here, having lived over in the U.K. Uh, America fought a revolution uh, for freedom to make our own laws, uh, not to be under the British king. And yet, you know, the British look at that uh, Battle of the Revolution as uh, the, um, rebellion. <clears throat> the rebellion, the yeah. rebellion, not a revolution <laughs> of independence, but. You know, I, I lived, over, lived and traveled over there quite a bit. i talking about freedoms. <clears throat> you know, I think a lot of freedoms we take for granted today. Uh, this freedom to own property, private property, is one of the freedoms that, that we have. The freedom to travel across um, borders. When I first lived over in Europe, uh, and I traveled on the continent, I had to have um, a pocket for each coin I had French francs in one pocket, I had Belgian francs in another pocket, I had Spanish pesos in another pocket, and I had Italian lira in another pocket, and then there was Swiss francs, and I ran out of pockets if I stayed on the train too long. (laughs) But just the, the ability to get in a car or get in a train or a plane and travel wherever, again, that has limitations. One of the biggest things, many people came from Europe to America seeking religious freedom. They wanted out from under a state church. And as a result, um, <clears throat> that was one of the problems that the United States faced early on, or the colonies that you had even with one state, uh, Baptists and Methodists and Presbyterians and this and that and the other thing. But they came here for religious freedom. They wanted to be able to f- do what they wanted to do to worship freely, uh, freedom of speech, freedom of expression. And something we don't think that much about, but we're going to have to, is freedom of conscience. Freedom of conscience to think what you want to think, and yet we're being told today you can't think certain things. Mm. Not only can you not say it, you're not supposed to think it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is where we're headed down the road. This idea of freedom to bear arms was one of the built part of the Bill of Rights. One of the reasons was that you take away a person's ability to bear arms, you can control that population much more easily. And America did not want to be controlled. They wanted to be able to control their government. They didn't want to be controlled by the government. So there's a lot of things I think that we take for granted mm-hmm. that I think as we will see as we discuss in the program, we're losing a lot of these things.
0: Mm-hmm. Mr. West, I want to come, go ahead first, and then I'll come back uh, to you.
1: Just one Just one point, uh, interestingly, the. Uh, Um, the german constitution has article four as freedom of faith and conscience so enshrined even in their own articles is that notion but uh, uh, like I say if if uh, if that is uh, at risk uh, certainly it is at risk that uh, if we can't if we can't think something and then be able to act on what we think and, and not violate our own conscience, uh, we're, you know, that's a, a slippery slope, uh, thought control and, and various uh, things that way, somewhat dystopian.
0: Very much so. I've, I can't help but think about Orwell when you make that comment, uh, George Orwell's "1984," and he put forth this idea of thought crimes in that book. And that's exactly what we're seeing now is, is people being um, held accountable or even uh, charged with what are essentially thought crimes, sh- sharing their thoughts uh, on social media or, or just airing them when they were a teenager, for example. Yeah.
2: You know, in Europe, too, <clears throat> uh, people that are trying to homeschool their children, especially in Germany, they're being told you can't do that because you're implanting thoughts (laughs) in your children's Mm -hmm. minds. Uh, So this idea of having freedom of religion or just freedom of education to be able to do what you want to do with your own children Mm -hmm. is being eroded today. I think more so in Europe than here in the United States. But I think that's coming here too.
0: Well, that concept in in Germany of not allowing homeschooling. is because we, when you read the way the laws are written, the government doesn't trust the parents to teach the children what the government feels the children need to be taught. And so they, you, you have to be forced to put your children in schools of the system so that the government can give the children what's most important in the government's eyes.
2: Well, this is George Orwell's 1984. Mm-hmm. Big Brother is watching, <laughs> and Big Brother and will tell you what to do.
0: Yeah. Mr. West, I want to come back. You made a comment as you were talking about freedoms that we have enjoyed. You you both were. Freedoms we've enjoyed historically. You're talking about freedoms in Britain. You talked about how the law brought about freedom. you recall saying that a couple minutes ago? I'm I'm wondering if you could make a connection for us. How how (laughs) did the law bring about freedom? How does law bring about freedom?
1: Well, the absence of law is basically anarchy. It's chaos. Uh, without some, uh, without some basic uh, line in the sand, this is right, this is wrong. Uh, then everyone's doing whatever they want to do, and that can be extremely harmful, extremely dangerous. So, uh, law is is uh, freedom is on the back of law, ultimately. Uh, and uh, to, to do away with law or to, to encourage some kind of lawlessness in society is ultimately to take away the freedoms from some if not all.
2: Okay. you know, In the United States Constitution and many of the countries around the world have modeled their constitutions on the United States. We have a Bill of Rights and one of those rights was the freedom of expression, the freedom of speech, uh, the freedom of religion, So these laws provide a framework. And without that framework, again, it's interesting that um, many people today think that, well, the Constitution is old and it's kind of out of date and we need to modify it. (laughs) In other words, get rid of some of these things that are impinging on our getting into power and using our power. So if you don't have some of these basic laws, um, then freedoms disappear.
1: I, th- I think for many, even uh, owning land may be considered a freedom, uh, the right to, to own property. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, uh, that's something that uh, is allowed here, uh, probably not allowed in, in other some other nations, uh, where it's just uh, more of a, uh, you might say, a communist type of uh, regime. Uh, the ownership of land, I know <laughs> when I lived in the... Uh, the Czech Republic, uh, the the place where we had uh, a a distribution center was actually uh, taken uh, by the Soviets uh, when they attacked and and took over in um, or came in actually and, and took over in the Czech Republic after the Second World War, but they assumed the the property. And it wasn't until the wall fell in 89 and uh, the Czech Republic uh, was formed that the individual who his parents, his his, uh, family owned that particular land and that building before, and he had to fight and fight to get that ownership back and so sometimes we can take that for granted you know if we even own a house uh, we we do have the right to to have that property and it's not something that is just taken away now it does happen (laughs) it does happen at times uh, and that's again an an erosion of of freedom whenever land is is appropriated
2: yeah this is all part of Karl Marx's ideas in order to um, establish a communist or socialist government that they needed to take over private property and they take over the means of production they take over the government they take over this they take over that and we will show you how to do things and when people look back on this communist uh, socialist utopia that about a hundred million people died Uh, as a result of these things. They enforced famines. They did this, they did that. And what amazes me is that we've got a younger generation coming along today that want to do the same thing. I was reading about an individual's on one of the the council, I believe it was, in Denver, Colorado. Happened to be a woman. And she said, I believe in the uh, common ownership of (laughs) land and property and this and that. Uh, People today don't understand the history of socialism. They don't understand the history of Marxism. Uh, We're watching history repeat itself today as our freedoms are taken away from us by people that mean well. Uh, So if people don't remember what has happened in the past, we're gonna be in trouble. We're going to be in trouble.
0: Well, that makes me think. We've talked about a number of different examples of freedoms being eroded. Let's, let's go with what you're talking about now. Why are we seeing freedoms eroded around us today? You just mentioned one of them, I think, is people aren't learning from the lessons of history. <coughs> they don't know enough about the history of governments and, and situations, and so they're falling back into the same traps that people fell into previously.
2: And part of this is due to our educational system. When you look at the history of education in in America, in the late 1850s up to the early 1920s and 30s, John Dewey was one of what they called progressives. He did not believe in God. He did not believe there were absolutes. Many of these people wanted to restructure what was happening in the United States. So again, you get up to the 60s, and the number of the, the kids that were demonstrating the hippies and so on, they were picking up Marxist ideas. And as one person, book the guy that wrote the book, uh, Dark Agenda, War to Destroy Christian America by David Horowitz, Horowitz was a hippie. He was very much a radical, and he said that um, most of those radicals wound up in the Democratic Party today and brought these ideas. About eighty percent of your college and university faculties today are very liberal people. Uh, I taught with a lady up in Massachusetts, and she walked around the office, she said, I'm a communist, I'm a communist, I'm a communist. Uh, why was she a communist? Because many of the professors were promoting these ideas. And these ideas of, of Marx, there's no God, there's no absolutes, there's no private property. We need to redistribute wealth. Uh, we need to eliminate, these are Marxist ideas. We need to eliminate the family. We need to get women out of the home. We, the state will take over what dad was supposed to do. And all these ideas are floating around today. They're being promoted by the liberals today. They call themselves progressives, but they're really promoting a a neo-Marxist idea. So we're watching these things happening. Um, The attack on masculinity, the promotion of homosexuality, same-sex marriage. uh, These things are going to destroy our country, not only eliminate our freedoms, they're going to destroy our country and I think these are some of the things I think we need to think about on Independence Day.
0: Mr. West, what, what are some other things you're seeing that are eroding the freedoms? Why are these being
1: eroded? Well, I think um, because of the uh, condition of, we would say uh, the mind of man uh, on a, in a general sense, um, you know, humanism would say that, that uh, we have inherent within us the ability to understand right from wrong. Uh, but humanism is is uh, totally secular. Uh, they don't believe in a god. They don't believe in a Satan, a devil. And because of that, what we see is we, we have evil in the world. And because evil exists in the world and individuals are doing bad things, uh, you have a reaction to that uh, where now it's not just rules to keep everyone's freedoms uh, safe. Now it's, 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 the, it, it's always going to lend itself toward an, a state of imbalance. And so now we have rules that become much more heavy-handed. Uh, it's interesting, uh, an article from The Guardian uh, titled Internet Crackdown Raises Fears for Free Speech in Britain. Uh, just uh, from April 8th of 2019, but they say, quote, critics of the government's flagship internet regulation policy are warning it could lead to a North Korean-style censorship regime, regime, where regulators decide which websites Britons are allowed to visit, uh, because of how broad the proposals are. Now, these things are, um, and and I'll just close the quote there, but, these things are happening because you have bad people uh, or people doing bad things out there, and uh, they're misusing and abusing something that uh, you know it, it's not the the thing that's bad it's the wrong use of it and so we it's still a matter of the heart mm.
0: matter of the heart. can you go talk about that just a little bit more? What do you mean by that
1: well uh, Jeremiah seventeen nine uh, tells us that uh, the heart is uh, deceitful, uh, wicked above all things, and the human heart, under uh, the influence of a very real Satan the devil, uh, does some terrible things. We see it in the news every day, and so now the the reaction of of legislators, uh, human beings who have every, I'm sure, good intentions. Uh, they're trying to do the best they can, but they're trying to stop something that is is systemic. Uh, it has to change in the heart. Uh, the heart is, is you know, out of the abundance of uh, the heart, the mouth speaks, uh, as okay. we're told in the scriptures. And so, when you see hate, and you see bullying, and you see all these different things on the internet, uh, that's coming from those individuals' hearts, and mm. and it's harmful to others. And others try to step in, and in this situation, maybe uh, with, with too much force. Uh, it's always gonna lead to a state of imbalance because man is not designed to govern themselves, ultimately. They need help. Okay.
2: Yeah, you know, I've got two other comments. Number one, you mentioned the humanists. Uh, John Dewey was a humanist. Mm-hmm. He was part of the Humanist Society and wrote a Humanist Manifesto in which they, they don't believe in God, they don't believe in absolutes, but they also don't believe in Satan. And this is the source. The Bible tells us he's, he influences thoughts. I remember when our boys were young. You
0: don't have to share too many stories here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but we were walking upstairs one night, uh, Friday night, and the boys were on the stairs behind me. And one of the boys turned around and kicked the other boy in his stomach. I was able to grab the one boy's shoulder, and I said, why did you do that? He said, I don't know, I just felt like it. I said, who do you think would put a thought like that in your mind? He thought a little bit, he said, I think I know. (laughs) I said, part of our job as human beings growing up is to recognize where thoughts come from. And some of these thoughts we just don't act on. And that's one point. The other point, you mentioned that uh, politicians are really trying to do the right thing. Uh, I think in some cases, yes. But if you're in an elective form of government, you're gonna to want to stay in power. And you've got to do certain things to keep yourself in power. Um, you know, one of the reasons why some people want to have wide open borders is so that a bunch of people will come in here, get on our welfare system, and they will vote for the people that allow them to come in. And this is happening in England over there. You see it over there is happening here, and yet there are people in government saying there's no problems at the border. There's no problems at the border. Mm-hmm. But if you conglomerate these people in big urban cities, that becomes a voting block. And so we've got people that want to stay in power. They want power, they want to keep it, and they want to keep staying in power. So. Um, yeah, we, we definitely see it decisions that are made in, Everybody
0: knows that certain decisions are made by certain politicians. If it's an election year, they make a decision in a certain way or they choose not to make a decision be- because of the way it's gonna affect their reelection. You know, that- that's a sad, a sad repercussion that we see once, or occasionally, every so often. Mr. West, comment? Did you have a comment?
1: Oh, I, I think, uh, again, to to Dr. Winnale's point with, uh, you know, getting to the source of these things you know human beings uh, are uh, influenced that, that's just you have to call it like it is and the the re- realization is there are there is a spiritual component that many just simply <clears throat> overlook discount and ignore and we have to uh, take into consideration that that until until there is a change of heart, a change of uh, <clears throat> spirit and attitude toward these things, even freedoms, uh, like like Dr. Winnell was talking about, wanting to stay in power. I totally agree, and uh, I think even if they do have an altruistic desire to serve, uh, they still have to remain in power to serve. And so uh, they're, they're going to be motivated that way. Uh, but Ultimately, um, you know, when we we look at, uh, I guess the what's driving what's driving mankind to to um, you know to cherish freedom because I think we do we want freedom, but at the same time, uh, you know, if if that freedom steps on other people, if it is selfishly motivated. A, like in this in the inference of just uh, seeking power for power's sake uh, that, that, that comes from from uh, a source <laughs> and, and we've, we've we've mentioned that source. So uh, th- this is this is the human condition and uh, it's been that way for 6,000 years.
2: Now, I'd like to mention something else since this program is going to be airing on Independence Day in July 4th in the United States. Uh, I think back 50 years or so, and on Independence Day, Americans were proud, Americans were happy, and if you're in Canada on Canadian Day or if you're in Australia on Australia Day, you're gonna be celebrating who you are. Uh, What we're seeing today, especially among young people coming out of colleges, they are not proud to be Americans. They are not... uh, um uh, they're excited or thankful about it. even they're, they're they're not thankful they, they don't appreciate it but they 've been conditioned they've been told what a rotten place america is they've been told that, you know you uh, um, oppressed the Indians you enslaved africans you 've done all these bad things, and when you read accounts of some of the things that happen in classrooms where kids will stand up and say you know i am i am uh, what's the word I want here i'm I resent being american i despise being an american because they've been told this by some of these professors that have other different ideas they're not told what happened really in american history Um, this nation has been blessed incredibly not because we're any better than anybody else god made promises to abraham and isaac and jacob said i'm going to bless you I'm going to give you a set of laws that's going to set you apart from the world so you can be a light and an example to the world it was the americans it was the canadians it was the brits it was the australians and new zealanders that went into europe twice to liberate europe from the nazis they uh, protected and liberated much of the south pacific you know when when i hear somebody say i detest being an american i'm disgusted with that we were in the Philippines four or five years ago, uh, in the island where MacArthur landed. And a young fellow came up when we were there, and he said, "We love you, Americans." I said you guys came over here and you gave your lives for us. We were standing on a beach called Blood Beach. That's where the Americans landed. And it was a lot of blood that was shed there. But here was a young man who was not an American. He was a Filipino. He had seen, or else his dad had seen, somebody in the family bayoneted by the Japanese in their own home. And the Japanese came in. He said, we love you. Mm -hmm. Those are not emotions that we hear Mm -hmm. in many college classes today. No. See, we're losing something. We're losing something in a country that has not been told how God blessed this country. You read a little bit about the expedition of Lewis and Clark going the whole way across the United States. There were situations there where they would have not have made it unless there had been a miracle of things working out. The instructions that George Washington gave to the colonial troops, the Battle of Long Island, He told them we cannot beat the British by ourselves. You've got to pray. You've got to do certain things. And we've had articles on this in our magazine, how God has intervened time and time again, not just for the Americans, but for the British, for the Australians. And it's not because we're any better. God wanted to use these nations to be a light to the world. And we've turned away from those things
0: it's interesting you talk about this it certainly the u.s and britain and australia and other of these nations have made mistakes Uh, we have not treated certain peoples correctly as we should have especially proclaiming to be uh, people of the book people that uh, try and follow the bible at the same time a similar uh, kind of situation that to one that you had in the philippines my favorite memorial in washington dc on the national mall is the korean war memorial and that particular memorial has these bronze soldiers in their uh soldiering garb crossing this plane and they're they're about three times the size of life it's just it's it's a moving thing the last time we were there with our kids the war memorial korean war memorial was covered with korean people and they were holding holding and laying flags and laying wreaths on the war memorial <coughs> this is they were all koreans why were they there because korea wouldn't exist today if the united states hadn't gone into <coughs> korea they would be part of china And they are a sovereign nation today because of the United States. And and now 50 years, more than 50 years later, 70 years later almost, the Koreans are still laying wreaths on that memorial because of what America helped them do.
2: See, this is what our college students are not being told today. And then those college students graduate and become journalists. Um, A bunch of hippies are now in positions as presidents of universities and they brought all these ideas in there. And we don't seem to recognize where these things are coming from. We think we're liberated today. <laughs> we think we're free today. But uh, diversity is really turned into perversity because of what people are doing. So well the Supreme Court lets us do these things, but the Bible says don't do those things. Our authority today, we've forgotten where our authority really is. We've forgotten where our blessings have come from. And I think unless we get back to that, and the Bible is not real confident that's gonna happen (laughs) in this age, but unless we get back to that, uh, we're gonna be losing more.
0: Let's go there in a little bit more detail, Mr. West, as we think about solutions. What are some more specific solutions
1: that the Bible puts forward to be free? Well, yes. Proverbs fourteen and verse twelve, and also in uh, sixteen and verse twenty-five says, "There's a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death." So, just deciding for ourselves and using human reasoning is is not going to ever lead to uh, a prosperous end. But in James chapter one and verse twenty-five, very powerful uh, scripture uh, tells us, "But he who looks into the perfect." law of liberty and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. So God's law is called the perfect law of liberty. It leads to freedom. It leads not to death, it leads to uh, a blessing, uh, ultimately to life, and so uh, that's really the, the, the uh, I think God is trying to teach mankind that lesson over 6,000 years, that if you do what you feel is right or wrong, it's never going to work out. But He gives us the light of truth. He gives us the light of His Word. John 17 and verse 17 tells us, Sanctify them by your truth, your word is truth. It's interesting you bring up God's law being the perfect law of liberty.
0: It seems like society is trying to liberate people from the shackles of god's law today and put god's law out of the way yet you're saying that it it, his
1: law is actually the 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 key it's it's the answer it's a it's a counterfeit freedom that's being foisted upon a a, an a society that lacks knowledge true knowledge from you know the word of god is the foundation of knowledge and if you don't have that foundation, then whatever comes along may seem like it's going to lead to freedom. It's going to lead to, uh, you know, better things in the future. But at the end of the day, if it's apart from the truth of God's word, if it's in defiance of that, uh, it, it will never end well. It is a, it is a fake freedom. Mm. That's, a, that's a profound concept,
2: a counterfeit freedom. Dr. Winnell, I know you've got a comment. <clears throat> you know, again, this gets back to what we are talking about earlier, about these humanist ideas where there's no God, there's no sacred books. Uh, human beings have within them this capacity to work things out. Uh, people have been told today in religions, especially in Christianity today, they've been told that the law of God is a burden. And yet, when you read in 1 John chapter five, verse 3 and 4 it says for this is the love of god that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome you know, the commandment to honor your parents is not a burden you treat your parents nice they'll treat you nice <laughs> uh, being commanded not to kill somebody is not a burden that brings safety to a uh, society the command to not lie that would put probably a lot of lawyers and probably a lot of politicians out of business. But <laughs> we're, we're not supposed to lie. Uh, we're not supposed to commit adultery. And yet we have laws being passed that make uh, very easy to divorce somebody. Um, some of these, these ideas that are floating around today, as Mr. West has said, they're, they're, they're counterfeit ideas. They seem good on the surface, but uh, the end result, the consequence, is is not good at all.
1: Yeah. John eight thirty two tells us, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. You know, living by the truth of God's word frees us from a number of things. It frees us from guilt. It frees us from shame, uh, from anxiety, fear, depression. Uh, it frees us from lack of forgiveness, because we're, we're instructed to forgive others. Uh, there's a lot of blessings for doing that it can free us from a lot of negative consequences which are exacted by sin and so you know and ultimately uh, it's freedom from from uh, death and so following the truth making the pursuit of truth uh... in your life uh... and and using god's word as uh... those uh... guidelines uh... in your life the principles that you're living by that is, that's is—that's really the path to, to true freedom.
2: You know, God made a covenant with the nation of Israel. We read about in Leviticus 26, Deuteronomy 28. He said, if you obey my commandments, you're going to be blessed. You're going to be blessed in the city. You're going to be blessed in the country. And these are not just spiritual uh, laws there are physical laws if we obey the laws of God whether they're physical biological whatever we're going to be blessed but he also said if you despise my laws Leviticus 26 verses 14 and 15 if you disobey my commandments if you despise my laws then I'm going to point terror over you and that's what's happening in our countries today uh, we can't go anyplace You can't get on an airplane unless you go through all kind of security checks because of the terror that we're facing today Um, if we would begin to obey god you know our country especially united states was started by people that that had a biblical basis Uh, i've got a book here god and america's leaders and it just talks about how washington and other people they recognized there was a god they they didn't understand everything, but they did recognize there was a God. Benjamin Franklin, who's kind of a liberal, he said, I do believe there is a God. He said, I do believe he should be worshiped. Uh, and then he, he did some other things, but they had this concept. Much of our constitution, much of the constitutions of the state governments in the United States have biblical principles woven through them. Why was homosexuality outlawed in, in states? Because it's in the Bible. Now we want to do away with those things and yet we expect everything's going to go wonderful. The consequence, God says, if you turn away from me, you forget me, you violate my laws, there will be consequences. And he says, I will bring the consequences. America's been blessed. But that blessings came with a responsibility. He said, I've given you my laws and I want you to be a light to the world. Um, We were invaded by the Beatles (laughs) uh, back in the 60s. They brought ideas over here, but the Americans jumped on the bandwagon with uh, uh, free love and this and that and the other thing. A lot of those ideas are still around today. Uh, The consequences are gonna come because we've forgotten, we've violated, and we've turned against and actually rejected the laws that were part of this covenant. You know, if people would begin to obey those things, there would be blessings. But uh, we, we think we know better today. Mm-hmm. And I think as we keep this day of independence in the United States, we better remember some of these things. Some of these lessons should be conveyed to our young people in schools and colleges, but they're not being told those things today.
0: Well, as we think about Independence Day and the freedoms that our nation celebrates on this day we, we need to wind down but mr west and dr winnell would you please give our audience a take home for today what what's a concept what's an idea that we've talked about or maybe even not talked about yet that you'd like them to leave this program with today and mr west if you don't mind let's go ahead and start with you
1: well, i w- i would like to leave the audience with the the thought to pursue peace pursue truth uh, pursue genuine freedom in John 14:6, Jesus said I am the way the truth and the life so there is a way of life that's based on truth it's not a counterfeit freedom it's not going to have negative consequences it's not going to end uh, in death it is a way that leads to life and so take that challenge to to seek that and in seeking that truth uh, you'll be set free from all those negative consequences that I mentioned earlier, anxiety and depression and and, and so many other things. Uh, there there are genuine <clears throat> blessings for following truth and making that a pursuit and certainly uh, in doing that, uh, they can go to tomorrowsworld.org and, and uh, find a lot of materials to help them to do that.
2: Mm-hmm. Thank you. Dr. Winnell. I would like to leave as a thought that we need to remember our, our, our history we need to remember our biblical history you know in judges 21 25 the very last verse in that last chapter of the book of judges says that everybody did what was right in their own eyes that's what's happening today and there were serious consequences There was chaos a lot of difficulties if we remember our history some of the people that came here, Alexis de Tocqueville, back in the 1800s, he was trying to figure out how did America do it? <laughs> how did they become? How did they become a major uh, power? His comment was, "America is great because America is good." He said, "If America ceases to be good, they will cease to be great." What he noticed in traveling through the United States, he says, "The power of America is in their pulpits." The preacher preaching about what was right and what was wrong it's interesting that Phil Robertson the guy that's on Duck Dynasty it's a television series here in the United States he, he's a professing Christian he's made statements that God is not dead any nation that kills its own offspring will not be around very much longer he said America if America is gonna become great again, it must become a godly nation. So here are people saying the same thing, several, you know, a hundred years apart. Uh, my comments today would be, let's remember where we came from. Let's remember what made America great, why it's great. It was blessed by God. It tried to live for the first hundred years or so according to what they understood about the laws of God. When we throw away those things, when we despise those things, then the handwriting is literally going to be on the wall. That we're not gonna be great. We're gonna have to learn some very hard lessons. And that's really one of the book, one of the lessons in the book of Judges. That the Judges, during that period of time, Israel was blessed, they turned away from God, they got in trouble and they said, oh God, please save us. He intervened with some of the judges and then they drifted away again. <laughs> and then they prayed, oh God, please save us. He raised up another judge. Uh, we're approaching a time in history where God is going to intervene to save mankind. But There's gonna be some very hard lessons that have to be learned. And they're gonna to have to be learned by a nation and some of the nations that are celebrating their independence and freedom today.
0: Okay, thank you. Gentlemen, thank you for being on the program again today for your insights. Mr. West, thank you for joining us from New York today. Thank you. And Dr. Winnell, thanks for being in the studio again. Independence Day holidays do call to mind powerful ideals built into the human psyche. Ideals of freedom and independence and liberty. These national holidays also remind us about the highly valued ideals of peace and safety and the ability to think one's own thoughts and maintain one's own beliefs. As we look around the globe today, we're seeing freedoms being eroded. Whether one is conservative or liberal, this fact is increasingly evident to both. The biblical truth is that true freedom is not achieved apart from the laws of God. And we've talked about that today. Lawlessness results in anarchy and societal chaos. Liberty and freedom come within the confines of laws aimed at protecting people in society. And true freedom comes only within the confines of the laws of God outlined in the Bible. For greater insights into this concept of true freedom, be sure to watch our telecast entitled What is Freedom? And you can find that at the TomorrowsWorld.org website. Again, just go to TomorrowsWorld.org and type in What is Freedom? To gain more biblical insight into today's news and today's issues, join us each week here on TW Now. Next week, we plan to answer the question, what are the holes in Darwin's theory? We invite you too. Please subscribe, like, or share today's program, and we'll look forward to seeing you again next week here on TW Now.